Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Our Librarian Life, a card catalog project at Plumfield and Paideia. Hi, I'm Diane Pendergraft, and I'm here with Sarah Masaryk, and today we have Sherry Early and Christy Stansfield with us for our library discussion. You know, Diane, we've been sitting here for an hour and 20 minutes, and <laughs> we've just now hit record, because that's how much we love these ladies and how much we enjoy chatting with them about life and library stuff and just laughing. <laughs> So, Christy and Sherry, we are so glad to have you back in this podcast that's so near and dear to our hearts. So, welcome back. And, Christy, tell us about your library projects. The Canadian patron project continues. Mm -hmm. She is sending back a few of the books that she's already finished with, and she sent me a revised list. This um, young mom is extremely well organized nice. and she hmm. knows exactly what she wants she sends me these nice lists and and then asks me to to update the list so she can mark them off Aww. her list and uh, part of my project is to see if I can find some of the books that I couldn't find mm -hmm. in the first Batch. half of this project. Because and you've, then, you've cleaned more and you've made more room. I have <laughs> sort of and I have I have made other messes <laughs> and yeah, so I, I'm trying to find some of the other things that might be uncovered and I am also going to have to be the bearer of bad news that several of these books that are in my catalog actually don't exist oh. in my library oh. anymore. So yeah, so I'm working still on ancient history for her. Nice. And um, we'll see what I manage to identify. My sister's coming this week. And so she will be taking, bringing me the returns and she will be taking the next installment. And uh, I'll be happy to help with that. How long have you been doing this with your Canadian patron? Has it been going on for years or just recently? No, this is a recent okay. one. And the connection is that my sister's daughter, my niece, married into the family oh. that my patron belongs to. Gotcha. Uh, they are sisters-in-law. Got it. And they live near each other. And Anna has always known about my library, yes. my niece. And her sister is the librarian wannabe, yes. our intern, who is working in a library in Michigan. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so so we have, the, they're the ones that say to me, you are never getting rid of that library, right? <laughs> it's like, okay. You know right. who's coming for it. <laughs> I know who's coming for it. So that's the connection with Canada. That's so cool. And so this is the first year that we have uh, tried and she looks at your library thing catalog and shops off of that. Is mm -hmm. that right? That's yep. that's beautiful. Yep. Yes. And then she sends me a, a list in an email. Yep. And then I print that list out and I go through I go through my catalog and I kind of mark on it. Probably not. <laughs> and then I'll or I'll write the shelf location of some of them. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I'm pretty sure I know where that went, you know. So, so why are you not having her use Tiny Cat? 
Because I am not officially mm. using Tiny Cat. I know. I, I, that was a I loaded question. <laughs> yeah. I am still a personal Tiny Cat user mm-hmm. because I'm not officially lending. a lending library. And I have way too many books. Well, So if anybody's listening and you're in the Maryland area... You just, Christy just needs to become officially lending. <laughs> Christy needs some more patrons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, believe I, I believe I have the patrons that I can handle right now <laughs> because I'm in the middle. Yeah. yeah. All just in aside, that is actually one of the things we've talked about a lot outside of this is that God really sends us the patrons we're supposed to have both the style, the quantity, the personality, all of that, right? And that you've yeah. you've really come to believe that that's true. Yes, I really do believe that I will serve the people who come to me and if I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am rapidly approaching the top limit for a catalog in Tiny Cat. Yeah. So this is why I need to... <laughs> remove some of my holdings and send them to other homes (laughs) to other libraries yes oh what a terrible thing for those libraries (laughs) isn't it awful diane (laughs) it's sad it's very sad it's very sad very very sad well so i never I never realized how many cornerstones of freedom (laughs) books i really had because I guess over the years, I acquired them. Right. And I, I don't even know. Right. I don't even know how. Right. I, they just kept growing. And, and so at the, the one point that now I'm trying to get them all together, all right, I have a box in the library. Okay, I found that box. And, and then I found another box. And then I had designated a shelf on on my little outside facing area that I had some stacks Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what else to do with them and I needed to get them out of the way. So I gathered them all together and said, okay, I don't need all of these. And I know I have got duplicates, triplicates, sometimes six copies. That's a fact. Yeah. (laughs) That's a fact. And at this point now, I don't even have them all in my library. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just kept accumulating them. I had some of them Mm -hmm. entered. And and it's really fun. A couple of them I opened just yesterday had my email address written inside the cover where my, my wonderful patron, Allison, who's moved away, oh. when she started borrowing books from me, she says, well, I'm going to make sure I at least write your name inside oh. the cover so I'll know whose books they are. Oh. And so I've seen some of those. I miss her. Oh, see, that's what's so special about writing in the books. Like what you're saying there that you've got her having written your name in your books and Diane talking last time about her index card. And I love it when the kids come and check books out of my library and they sign the card and you, you look back and the, the, the inside jacket of the book is telling its own story of all the people who've loved that book. It's Mm -hmm. such a, such a treat. Yep. So I thought, okay, I've got them all. I got them in the house and I started going through them. And at the same time, Mm -hmm. I am disciplining myself to add the barcodes. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> and and it's been painful, but I have done I it. I wish I could send you and Michael. So, I wish I could send you Michael. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's not that hard, but right. the job was so big and I wanted it done 
yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, so I, the, the temptation is to just, I check the, okay, I need to put this one in. This one's going away. Mm-hmm. I need to put this one in this and just make piles again. <laughs> but this is what got me into trouble to begin with <laughs> is the piles. But there are so many library jobs that are like that. Mm-hmm. You can't get it done all at the same time. No. You just have to do a little bit every day or a little bit yeah. every week mm-hmm. and yeah. keep and keep working at it. Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. But I since I am a binge worker, mm-hmm. I have to get this done <laughs> because I have let it go on for 20 years. <laughs> so then I I thought I was just about at the end of the project. Mm-hmm. And then I walked into my library and I moved a box for some reason that was not related. Mm -hmm. And there was the whole shelf (laughs) in my library. Another whole 36 inch shelf full. Full of Of cornerstones. Of cornerstones of freedom. Well, in your defense, there are a lot of cornerstones. So it's not like there's only 12 of them and you can keep track in your mind which ones you have, right? There's... I mean, right. how many are there? Hundreds. Well, and then you've got two or three different series. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you could have mm-hmm. Conrad Stein writing one, and then he could write the same title and rewrite it mm-hmm. and use not illustrations, but photographs and, and prints right. and things like that. Right. But then you have, or you'll have two separate authors mm-hmm. who will treat the same subject and... I learned a lot as I was going through these. And I actually, in order to keep track of them, I started using the tag illustrated or photographs to help me see, okay, well, I've got one copy of the illustrated. Oh, here's a copy with the photographs. All right. Well, maybe I'll keep one of those too, because the text is very different. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you have different learners. So you have different kids who are going to want the photographs and you have different kids who are going to want the illustration. And if you can have both, why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why not? (laughs) And if you can have six, why not? (laughs) (laughs) They are thin books, so they kind of fit on the shelf better. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. They do. So I have finished the Cornerstone project and I have identified the ones that are going to stay in my library. Mm. And there are now two, two full bankers boxes that need to go out. Woohoo! It will feel good, though, right, to have those go out? Yes. Christy, in this month's issue of the Shelf Notes, which is the card catalog newsletter, there's a picture of you in a Gaylord. There is? There is. So you, you, you promoted the newsletter and didn't look yes, at it? Yes. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> oh, I'm going to totally okay. leave this bit in. <laughs> In our last episode, you talked about jumping in the Gaylord, and then you sent us the picture, and then, well, we decided it needed to go into the newsletter. So, tell us. I think I knew about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've been standing in boxes. <laughs> tell us about that. Well, they have, Booksavers has changed their um, sale model now in an effort to distribute more books. I think they they have such an abundance yeah. that instead of having a warehouse sale three times a year, they are going to have a mini warehouse sale once a month nice. for one week out of the month. But 
I, I must say, I, I went on the first day, so they're going to do a sliding scale of book costs on the first couple of days. It's going to be so much per pound, and then it's going to reduce toward the end of the week. Right. So, of course, I had to be there <laughs> on the first day <laughs> at the 9 a.m. hour to see what was what. Right. Because I've been going to this place for over 20 years. Right. And I, I just, I feel like I'm part of the family. Part of the family. Yeah. Yes. So uh, they have cut the Gaylords down. So they are not so tall. Ah, okay. <laughs> that, uh -huh. You know, so they're like, not maybe not half the height, but they've cut them down drastically because they would cut a section out of the front so you could reach in. Right. But now, you know, so they won't hold as many books, but it does make them easier to search, easier to shop, yeah. yes. easier to climb into, easier to shop. <laughs> You don't even have to. Oh, that's now it's just basically standing on your head, you know, to, to get to the bottom. Christy, my husband was listening to this podcast with me from last month. And he was like, what are gay lords? What are those? That's the name of those big square boxes that you might see at a, um, a Goodwill bin store. Sometimes they, they're the big cardboard boxes that are about four feet by four feet by four feet. And they're about four feet tall. Would they, is it, are they designed like that so and they can fit into shipping containers? I, I don't know what their background mm. is, but this is, you know, this is what they would take to the schools. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure Gaylords are used for lots of things, but these would just sit on pallets and it's there's it's in the picture. You can kind of see what it looks like. So I guess he'll have to look at the newsletter this month, <laughs> which I got involved in the Cornerstone Project and forgot to promote. <laughs> so I, I wrote it. I wrote it up. And then I forgot to post it because I, I found the last stack of Cornerstones. <laughs> and I, I was just determined. That I was going to get that done. So Gaylord is an archival company. Yes, it is an art. I've gotten some interesting little tidbits from them. Mm, fascinating. I enjoyed shopping at Booksaver's new model. And um, so they'll be doing this once a month. And I, I think it's pretty cool because I could never really convince myself to drive an hour just to stop by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, up over the mountain, drive an hour mm -hmm. up over the mountain. But I could really easily convince myself to drive an hour to stop in from nine to one yeah. and pick through Gaylord. It'll take some getting used to. I know we're all going to mourn the days of dollar a pound books, but, mm. you know, the cost of everything is going up. Mm -hmm. And I still found a few interesting things, which I have actually not shared yet. Oh, I have not mm. made my little reveal video so i'm not even sure where they went <laughs> <laughs> must be some good stuff because <laughs> nothing extremely memorable I, I will i will say that this last month between the middle of october and the middle of november is a very busy season in our consignment sale world and so i've been dealing with mountains of books in of other types yeah. and for other purposes. Yeah. So I haven't really had time to do a lot more in the library with um, 
identifying my five in a row books. Yeah. I started the picture book process and it's all still sitting there. <laughs> just as I left it a month ago. <laughs> well, I'm super curious to watch how that project evolves because I'm trying to decide how much, because well, I need another project. Um, I'm trying to decide <laughs> how to organize my picture books, you know, with picture book preschool and five in a row, how to do it. I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm enjoying watching other people do it so I can make my own decisions at some point. Yep. Yay. So that's that's pretty much it for my month. I am so looking forward to this next couple of months where I don't have a consignment sale yeah. hanging over my head. Of all the projects we have to do as librarians, usually the one that's going to get the most attention is the one that actually meets the needs of a real patron. Like Yes. And isn't that exactly... Like the ancient history for my Canadian right. patron and the five in a row for the lady down the road. Right. Yep. It's no different than raising children. (laughs) (laughs) The child, the child that needs what needs something is the child that gets something as a rule. (laughs) Unless you're the middle kid. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're the middle child. So middle child. How was your month? (laughs) (laughs) Diane's a middle child, everybody. So now you're going to pay attention to me, so I'll feel better. Yes, definitely. Yes. (laughs) We're putting you in the middle. (laughs) I wanted to be last so everyone remember me. Oh, well, we can arrange that if you would like. No. No. Well, it was very quiet around here. I just only have a few patrons and... They had, you know, I'll, I'll come and seen the library once and then, all right, so next month, month Saturday is my library day. Well, one person came on that day. The other mm. ones had to come on different days. Of course. But, yeah. <laughs> one family, though, who had made an arrangement to come on a Wednesday afternoon. It was kind of fun because I hadn't met all of her kids yet. I mean, there are only three of them, but the first time she came in, it was just with her one son. So they came in and were kind of, you know, self-consciously sitting there and looking around. And, I, you know, I said, well, go ahead and look for books. And so they each sort of picked one. And I said, that's all you want? And, and mm-hmm. yeah, that that's enough, I think. And I was sitting there talking to their mom. And pretty soon they're going, oh, well, you don't happen to have dust and such, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I do. Oh, well, where's that? Well, how about this one? So they got that one and somebody else would go. What I don't suppose you have this one. Mm-hmm. I do, you know. And then, yeah. no, I don't have that one. But how about this? And mm-hmm. anyway, um, they each ended up leaving with more than they thought they were going to get, and they were very happy. And it was just really fun mm-hmm. that they kind of came in very self conscious and not quite sure what we're doing here, and they left just really happy with what they Aww. had and, and with more than they expected to get. And Aww. I think they were excited. So it made me feel like I, it's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And one of the boys wormed his way into your heart by asking for Lee Pike Ridge, right? 
Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's not like one that anybody just randomly asks for either. <laughs> no, I think that's the, I have suggested that many times, but I think that's the first time somebody has asked me for it. Mm -hmm. And there it was right there. I said, by golly, I do. It's right here in the W's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were a fan of Lee Pikerich, too. I yes. love that book. Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember how I ended up reading that one because it's not, it's the Wilsons that, like that yeah. Sarah was reading. Um, I, yeah. Maybe I had heard that it had to do something with, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really good. And I, and I found it at a time that I had a couple of really reluctant reading students mm -hmm. and I was reading it out loud to them and they thought they were going to die when we had to stop and they weren't going to be back until the next Monday, they were going to have to go the whole weekend without finding what happened. And I was, I thought that, that is the kind of book we need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you working on for next month? Do you have any projects planned? Not library, really. <laughs> I have a lot of projects. Lot of I got projects. plenty of projects. <laughs> and, you know, with the holidays coming up, I'm trying to be realistic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as far as not adding any more than we already have. And you and I are quite busy in some other projects as well right now that are not library. Maybe library related. Yeah, maybe. Yes. <laughs> projects. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if it's a book, it's related. <laughs> yeah. We don't do things without books, do we? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> not very many. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm curious to see when that family comes back, how much they liked those books and how many they check out next time. Me too. And I'm just kind of realizing I'm going to have to go like to each of them and say, okay, so um, it's been about a month since you were here. When do you want to arrange mm -hmm. for another time? Because it's just, I'm probably not going to have a library hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. It's just not going to work like that. Everybody's, well, I, I can't come on Saturday, but I could come on Wednesday afternoon. Okay, that would be good. Or how about Friday morning? Yeah, I can do that too. Um, mm -hmm. Can't do Thursday. you know. So I think it's just going to be like that all the time. I think so too. Sherry, in all the years you've been doing this, you've had a lot, you have a lot of open hours, don't you, each week? I do because I'm retired and my husband's retired and so I don't have a lot of things to interfere with that. Sure. And so I have like three days a week that I'm open, but I'm starting to think that that's not on most days. I don't have anybody come. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And there's, so I don't know. It's hard being open, even though it's in your own home, it's still really hard being on for library. If nobody's coming. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to work out is that I'm not going to necessarily, I'm not going to advertise that I'm open Mm -hmm. Like all day Wednesday. I'm not going to sit here and wait for one person mm -mm. to show up. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to be by appointment. Yes. I think that's wise. You know, everybody has to do it differently. Like we keep saying, yeah. I'm a homebody anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay with me that I'm, I'm here. And so if anybody wants to come on those days, I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, and I have other things I'm doing <laughs> in the meantime. So I thought I was just going to be the second Saturday of every month and then by appointment. So one Saturday a month. Well, as we'll talk about when I talk about my stuff, I, I'm open a lot for a lot of stuff. 
And I find that the thing that people really have has worked for me, for, for my culture here, is that people love to have private appointments. They actually think it's um, it's become something where they tell me directly, no, I don't want to come when you're open. I, I want to come when it's just me. I just want to be able to talk to you about stuff. And I find that to be incredibly wonderful and life-giving. But it's so funny because when I opened, I really thought, I mean, I really pushed hard. I'll drive your books into town three times a week. We'll do trunk swaps or I have my, I mean, anybody can come and drop on my porch. No, everybody just wants to come and sit down on the couch and talk about books. <laughs> and Which I'm is surprised. hard to do for 20 patrons. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, I definitely thought it was going to deplete me because I'm an introvert. Quite the opposite has been the case. It's been very, very life-giving. When we don't have patrons coming a couple times a week, we, we're, we get a little stir-crazy. Like, where is everybody? Doesn't anybody love us? Come on. Get get back here. Let's get let's get more books checked out. <laughs> so, um, guess we're addicts. <laughs> I think it's important though, like what Sherry was saying that she's rethinking how she's doing it just to acknowledge there are seasons and this had been working mm-hmm. and now it's not. That doesn't make you a failure. It just means that okay, let's let's reorganize for the season. Yeah. Well, it's hard to know exactly what's working and what's not. That's one of the things I was going to talk about today yeah. is that I have 30-something patrons, mm-hmm. families, mm-hmm. who are members of my library. I've had very few of those families who have been in the library in the past month right. inside. Right. Hmm. I've had several who have picked up books from the porch, which I do. I, you know, they... Um, reserve them on in library thing or in tiny cat. And then I put them out on the porch for them to pick up. Mm -hmm. And I've had several that have done that, but I've had very few people in the library in the last month. And I've had a lot of families, probably 20 of those 30 who I have not seen or heard from in the last two or three months. So I'm, and I'm, I'm sort of wondering, okay, so my library subscription year is the calendar year. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. my library memberships renew in January. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, are those families going to come back? You know, right? are they not? Um, How's this? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on with a lot of the families. Hmm. I have regulars. Right. And then I have some that I hear from every six months or so. And then I have some that I haven't heard from for a while. (laughs) So I'm not sure um, what to think about that. Well, and I know that when I got into this, I heard a lot that you're always going to have a few patrons who sign the contract and then you never hear from again. Like that's always going to happen. But you're saying people who had been regular and are not being regular anymore. Mm-hmm. Some of those, some of the, some of the former mm-hmm. that, yeah, they came and they were excited and yeah, they haven't been back. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. one, one girl who was really sweet, young family and they, she came several times and I think I've deduced from Facebook that she's moved away. Oh, Wow. <laughs> 
So, oh. I mean, you know, she didn't have any, she didn't take my books right, with her. Right. So it's like, do you think if you're, if you're moving suddenly for some reason, mm -hmm. do you think to notify the <laughs> library that you moved? Right. No, not necessarily, <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, interesting. There's nothing that you're doing differently than you used to do, right? There's no been no major change no. or anything. No, but things did slow down um, for COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, when COVID ha hit, you know, obviously all I was doing was putting books out on the porch for people because yeah. nobody was <laughs> nobody was talking to anybody. Yeah. That's yeah. my normal life. Uh, <laughs> my, my standard operating uh, procedure. And that, that's but that's all that we were yeah, doing for a while. That's, all. that's right. And then after that, um, yeah, people started to come back, but um, not as much as before. So Sherry, are there things you're thinking you want to try to do in order to change that? I'm not sure. I'm thinking really seriously about doing book clubs, <laughs> not, not trying to be a copycat. No, but, it's um, a compliment. Those, yeah. those are very, those are appealing to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure. And I've done some different kinds of book clubs in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking maybe I will try that and see what happens in the new year. But we'll see. I haven't, I haven't totally worked that out yet. Yay. And I, I think there might be some helps that I can get that will that will help me uh, put that together. There might see. be. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what there might There might be some of that <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> so as many of our listeners will probably know, book clubs are kind of my jam and Diane's and Diane and I are working on some things to try to make book clubs easier for people, but this is not a commercial for that. In the League of Lending Librarians, I had posted for my most recent book club, Words on Fire, that I had 23 participants aged 8 to 17 sitting in my dining room, living room, kind of the whole main floor was hijacked. And then downstairs, one of the moms took about 10 little people, really little people, and did some, some just really cool picture books, did a read aloud with them, and then did an activity where they actually packed boxes for charity. And so everybody's been asking me, how how are you doing? Like, how does this work? And a number of people have asked us if we would do like some kind of meetup to talk about it. So Diane and I are seriously thinking about this winter doing a Zoom thing where the librarians can get together and we can talk. So we, uh, we'll, we'll see if that helps people. <laughs> but then, yes, there are things we're working on as well that might help people. So, Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you have more you want to say? Since it's been quiet in the library, um, I've had lots of time to work on some projects uh, for the library. And I've been covering my landmark Yay! books with beautiful covers that I printed out on my printer. Yay! I have a good good Epson printer mm -hmm. and it the, the landmark covers have come out beautifully and they make my books look so much more appealing yeah. I don't know if I can't get anybody into the library to look at mm -hmm. them then I don't know if that will <laughs> you know make them fly off the shelves or not but if it were me mm -hmm. and I was looking at those books by their cover and judging them by their cover then I think I would 
pick one up right away. Um, they're they're looking very good. So I've covered about mm, twelve or so, and I have about twelve more that I have covers for. That's awesome. And so I'm excited about that. What are you using for covers? I printed the uh, book jacket for the landmarks. So I know that you've got the instructions on how to do this on the card catalog, but just for listeners, are you using legal size paper or what size paper are you using? Um, No, just uh, eight and a half by 11 white paper that I printed them on. And then I use another sheet of paper on the back um, to make it go all the way around the book. Got it. Okay. But the books are, um, what, eight and a half, about Mm -hmm. eight and a half inches high right, so perfect that eight and a half by 11 work, works really good and then you're really putting well. that inside of a dust jacket cover to reinforce it inside the mylar mm-hmm. uh plastic mylar mm-hmm. covers yes. and which mylar covers do you use do you are yours from demco or Brodart? oh goodness i don't remember where mm-hmm. i ordered them from i have a roll of bigger mylar but the ones i'm using for the landmarks are what nine or nine inch or yep. something like that yep. That I ordered just in sheets. Oh, in she. Oh, interesting. Okay, because I have from Brodart. I have a nine-inch roll, a ten-inch roll, a twelve-inch roll, and now I'm getting a fourteen-inch roll as well. You know, it's really hard mm-hmm. at the beginning because you have a lot of covering to do in the first year or two. It's like all you do is cover books. It's so expensive, but oh yeah, but it's and you don't have to do it to open up your library. So just anybody who's listening, right. you can check out your books just right now, exactly as they are. But and in fact, there's an article all about that is. in the newsletter this <laughs> month. So if you got the newsletter, you will see all about that exactly. and, and see one of my landmarks that I covered in the before and after pictures. So that'll be Yay. good. So far, I haven't covered a single book. I'm just hoping for the best. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. you'll be fine. <laughs> well, they're fine. Yeah. But they're, they just, I didn't cover mine for the purposes of preservation as much because a lot of mine are, are those um, library bound, mm-hmm. rebound. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to last forever. It's not like yeah. I have to protect them or from something or whatever. It's um, they just look so much they're nicer, glossy and pretty. They look bright and shiny yeah. and new. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. a huge number of my books are just old paperbacks that I've gathered over the years, and I'm not going to yeah. go to a whole lot of trouble for them. No, I haven't covered any paperbacks. Yeah. We cover paperbacks like crazy, but that's because it's paperbacks that would be expensive to replace. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're ones that we're getting for a dollar or something. So we uh-huh. we don't waste any product on things we can replace for $3. But anything that's in the $8, $10, $12 range, it get co- it's, yeah. it's covered. Yeah. So sure. even if we got it for little, if we know what the replacement is, like I can't, you know, if we found it as a gem at St. Vinny's, but I know that to replace that one is going to be $10, then it gets covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yay. Anyway, the other project I've been doing is I um, made up notebooks for my art prints and the Ripley biographies that I got from Purple House Press. Yay! Um, because uh, those biographies are so nice, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're fair. They're the ones I got are paperback, mm-hmm. and they're fairly thin, mm-hmm. and so they fit inside the pocket inside the notebook. And then I got sheet protectors, mm-hmm. and I put the art prints inside the sheet protectors and put them in the notebook. 
uh, just little one inch notebook mm-hmm. uh, binders mm-hmm. and they look very nice. <laughs> I designed a cover on Canva. <laughs> I did it all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a temp- I took a template. Hey, that works. Canva that 100% yeah, works. Whatever. <laughs> and but it looks really nice and I got them all done and I have um, eight or t- I did some that I had prints from other places that I like simply Charlotte Mason and the Emily Kaiser one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Me stuff too. like that. Uh, so I did several and I have about eight or 10 of those um, artist studies now to check out to people. I love it. Which I also need to get people into the library to we actually see, see because <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going <laughs> to see how did the you, value unless they see them? And how do you put those into Tiny Cat? Do you just put them in as the Elizabeth Ripley biography book? I did. And then they I just did, know it's a kit? I just put them as a book. Mm-hmm. And then in the comment, uh, there's a comment mm-hmm. section. Yep. And I put with artist prints. Eight prints or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, well, I, I loved that you did it because I had really been struggling what to do. And I didn't, because I didn't think that the book would fit in a pocket of a three ring binder. I don't know why. I, I thought it was going to be too wide, you know, that it wouldn't, mm-hmm, um, that the, mm-hmm. the binder wouldn't be physically big enough. And I saw yours and went, done. <laughs> I ordered 10 binders, yeah. had them, and I had it done within two days. I'm like, this is awesome. Yay, Sherry. <laughs> so. Well, we'll have to put a picture of that in the show notes yes. too or something. <laughs> put both of ours in. Um, now, did you, how did you label the spines of your three ring binders? Um, I printed out spine okay. labels and put them in. Put them in, and that was the hard. Actually, that was the hardest mm. part of the whole. Always thing is because <laughs> getting them down into that uh-huh. space was really difficult. I finally got a wire, some kind of wire. Where did I get? Oh, I got a wire out of the, <laughs> out of the um, hanging files. Oh. Yes, in my, it's because it's strong in and my, straight. Uh, yeah, file cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just, it was the right size, and I poked it down there with that. Well, yeah. Is there a little hole in the spine mm-hmm. at the top of the plastic? You use, you get a pencil eraser. Yep, and push through also, the hole. Also, if you open the binder all the way open, it releases the tension on the spine, so then that typically makes it easier. There's a good idea. <laughs> I am not good at these, these things. <laughs> Isn't that, that's the whole point of this podcast is people want to know the nuts and bolts. No, like literally, how did you get the thing inside the spine? <laughs> oh, I love it. So I haven't done my spine labels yet because I'm OCD. And so mm-hmm. I can't cut them straight enough to not bother me <laughs> oh I, you know when you cut them you cut them on a paper i cutter. know but they're still off like rag- right like the cutter. the micro ones or whatever i know but so we're diane and i are working on these book club packets and they have bookmarks and they have invitations and they're like eight to a page or whatever and i laminate them and then we were cutting them with the with the uh paper cutter 
and they're not even. And then we were cutting them with scissors, and they're not even. So Tanya took hers to the print shop and had them do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pay to do that because it's going to bother me. <laughs> you know what? Your superpower is that you're a perfectionist and you can make things really nice. Yes. My superpower is that I am not <laughs> exactly. a perfectionist and I can get it done. A- in amen. You know? Amen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I, everybody's superpower are... is also a weakness. Yes. <laughs> And there are times when one thing right. is better and there are times when the other thing is I better. I mean, the mm-hmm. bookmarks are leaving the library to get into the hands of the children. I will never see them again. And yet they bother me. <laughs> this is where I need a little more sherry. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just... Des- we all got to be what we got to be. I'll design <laughs> and you cut and then we'll call it good. How does that sound? I'll just send you mine to do. <laughs> Well, I'm excited about these projects you're working on. I love watching you in project mode. I'm sad that you don't have as many patrons in the library as you want, but I'm glad because then you get in project mode and I just go behind you and copy you. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Works. And maybe that's the point of this season is maybe the Lord is giving you the opportunity to get some cool projects done because maybe there's a crowd coming. Yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be misleading. I have one patron who lives uh on the other side of Houston, an hour two hours away, and she checked out a hundred books this month. Yay. Um that I pulled for her. Right. And but she's one of those patrons that I have that only comes every six months or so. Oh nice. Um and picks up books mm-hmm. for the next for term the duration mm-hmm. and um she has several children and they you know, use all the books and then bring them back. And she's very good about bringing them all back. Beautiful. So we really, so I checked her books out and, and checked the books back in that she brought back. So I haven't been uh, totally without patrons, (laughs) just not anybody inside. Yeah. I I don't know. You know, (laughs) that's why you're going to do book clubs. (laughs) Yeah. Need some company. Well, as I've alluded to, I have had a lot of patrons in my library. It's actually, you know, what we're talking about superpowers are also super weaknesses. For me, it has been a real struggle to figure out what is the right amount of things to do. Um, because what is working really, really well is we have a lot of people coming in the library. I think last week we had 80 patrons in the library across a couple of projects. And uh, this week we canceled one of our projects. So we only have one that's meeting this week. So this is, it's getting to be a lot and I am not sad about it at all, but I also want to make sure that I'm keeping everything in balance. And so spiritually, this is something I've been needing to really pray about and think about. And so I have sort of discerned that my library is really only open on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and only by appointment or during an event. If somebody called me on a Monday and said, I really need to come and get something, of course. But typically, I'm going to ask people to sort of respect that the first half of the week for us is more about school and podcast. And then the second half of the week is about my children's service to our community through the library and our projects. And that just helps us know when to clean the house, (laughs) things like that. Yeah. 
That seems to make sense. Thank you. And I think, you know, I don't know that I know that my model is not a model I would recommend to everybody or even anybody. The reason why I've allowed mine to get as big as it is, meaning the calendar as full as it is, is because there is a direct and immediate benefit for my children. So we have a history club that meets once a month. My children are in those clubs participating. It's part of their homeschool. Mm -hmm. We have a nature club that meets once a month. They are out in the woods doing that hike, doing that art. It's specifically tied to a learning objective for them. The symposium, again, an opportunity to present. And um, handicrafts club this week because our history club is being rescheduled due to a number of families having illness, the handicrafts club on Saturday was supposed to be just a couple of families and it kind of like blossomed overnight into a lot of families. So the mama who's leading it is coming on Friday and she's going to do a dry run with my children. And then my children will help to teach that on Saturday. Mm. So, yeah, thank you. So, again, it's a lot of people in the house. But, again, my children are gaining new skills and they're learning to teach. And, you know, it's just they're learning to caretake this this library. And it really feels like something we do as a family. It feels like who we are. And, and nobody is particularly sad about that. You know, there are good days and bad days, of course. But it's something we're all really excited about. So, I really think that this, that your model might be a good fit for some moms who are still homeschooling and who want to have a library, but don't want to have like it be competing with the homeschooling. But if you can incorporate it Mm -hmm. with what you want to do for your children anyway, and I hear a lot of moms say that they are doing a Charlotte Mason kind of education, but they don't have time for the, what they call the riches. They don't have time for the extra stuff, handicrafts, Mm -hmm. nature stuff, Mm -hmm. even music Mm -hmm. or art, Mm -hmm. art study, whatever. If there are things like that, you would like someone else to do. Mm -hmm. If you have a friend who loves art and art is like um, one of our librarian friends does. You could, you know, I can see how this could work. It, it would be a, a project. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful if you tie it to school because you don't have to think about it as I am now going to have Handicrafts Club as part of my library. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to have Handicrafts Club. No, we're trying it for a semester and we're seeing how it plays out. And so I think that when you automatically begin to think of it as being tied to the school year, it gives you and your patrons a sense of rhythm and a sense that we're going to do this for a while and see how it goes. And it might work and it might not work. We try to find the balance between which things happen on a Friday and which things happen on a Saturday, because we do want to be available for book club and handicrafts club to kids who might actually be in traditional school. Or kids who are in online school or something like that, where it's just they can't come on a Friday. So our our specifically academic clubs, they meet on a Friday. And our more enrichment clubs, they meet on a Saturday so that we can kind of catch everybody. I think, though, that it's important to tell other librarians that you didn't open your library or even start the plan to open it with all of these things in place. Oh, thank you for saying that. It has evolved. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. 
That was never the plan. Book club was the plan. I was always going to do book club because that's who I am. That's how I connect with my kids, my kids and the kids who come to my library. But the thing that caused this to happen was that the moms who bought into the idea of the library said, could we do X? And by could we, they meant literally, can I come and help you? I'm willing to do the heavy Mm -hmm. lifting. Can Mm -hmm. you provide the venue and the structure? Mm -hmm. And so we had a meeting of the minds a couple of times over the summer between about five of us. And we said, okay, what is the objective of the library specifically? Is it predominantly to loan out books or is it predominantly to cultivate community? Because how you answer that question will frame how you form your clubs. I decided that the the books are part of the community experience, but we are in fact a community. That was the objective. So we will always prioritize community over how many copies of a book I have. And so those moms and I sat and hashed out, what is this going to be? And by the way, we're only going to try it for two semesters and we're not going to start all of it at once. We're going to gradually bring in a couple of things in the summer, gradually bring in some things in the fall. And by the winter slash spring semester, we're going to be sort of at full steam and see how it goes. And then we'll evaluate. So I have an army here helping me. It's not just me doing this. See, all of this sounds a whole lot like a homeschool co-op. Right. And do you have a lot of homeschool co-ops and resources in your area? We do. And what's interesting is... There are a number of moms who quit their co-ops in deference to joining the library. And I, this is not a one way or the other. I've got people who are in the co-op. But this, there was a number of moms who said, I don't want to spend six hours a day once a week or twice a month at co-op because it's all a la carte here. So I'm going to come for a two-hour nature club once a month and one book club because those are the things my family cares about. Or I'm going to come for all the clubs because that takes off the burden of me providing the riches. And then we're just going to do school on the other days. And so that's also why we put it on a Friday because a lot of the moms do a four-day school week. And the fifth day is meant for all the riches and the extras. And so they're happy to drive on a Friday to come for History Club, which is led by them. Or they're happy to come for Nature Club or go on a Nature Club adventure somewhere else, a field trip. Because again, and it's something that is outside the rhythm, but inside of a rhythm that we have formed. So it's predictable, but it's but it changes up the school week and it, it gives them sort of the, oh, it's Friday <laughs> kind of relief. <laughs> it's the co-op for people who don't want to do co-op. <laughs> <laughs> it's the food court at the mall. <laughs> do you want to... <laughs> It sounds like you're having fun. We are. We really are. Thank you. Yeah. And that's how long you should do it. You should do it as long as it's fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, I'm not trying to brag. I just think every librarian will, their heart will resonate with what I'm about to say. We had our book club on Saturday, eight-year-olds up to 17-year-olds for Words on Fire by Jennifer Nielsen. Historical fiction novel, for those who don't know, it's reviewed on our website. Historical fiction about the um, Russian occupation of Lithuania and the outlawing of the Lithuanian language, the book burning and all of that. And one of my sweet children raised his hands and said, 
Mrs. Mazark, if books are ever out loud here, I certainly hope that you're going to be a book smuggler because I would die if I couldn't have access to these books. <laughs> this is one of my little guys. And I just looked at him and said, I won't say his name on the show, but I just looked at him and said, uh, oh, honey, I said, don't worry, you're going to be one of my smugglers. <laughs> He was just so proud. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> um, but it was just such a cool thing to do a book club about the importance of books and to have that be one of our early book clubs. I think it really set the tone for what it is that this whole librarian thing is about. And, and it reminded me of how much the kids, they just, they need it and they, they want it and it's something we can do and it's so easy to do so for this month I have really been in the process of discerning the balance in clubs and how many clubs to do and how to do them and people keep asking so we are going to work on a number of things Diane and I are working on book club packets as Sherry alluded to um, that we're going to sell on our website. We're not going to sell them very expensively. We're definitely not trying to make this into a commercial, just trying to explain that in the new year, we're going to launch six or, or more book club packets right away that could be used in your library. Each packet is, is more than 20 pages long. So it comes complete with bookmarks you can print out and invitations and all of that. And our purpose in selling those is just to help pay for all the things that we do here to pay for the website and the podcast and all of that. That's it. Pretty simple. Also, I'm working on my history club, as you know, and I will be putting together that as a packet, but not until the end of the year, because it's really important that we test this. And that's what's been really interesting, too, is that I am taking my book club packets and I am trial running them. And um, some of our friends are trial running them for us and giving feedback. And it's been interesting to learn, like, did you know, like we, we created the bookmarks and realized that there's a print shop fee if you go to have it printed, if you don't have it formatted a particular way. Okay, good. We can fix that. So we're trying to make that as easy as possible for librarians and homeschool moms and anybody else who wants them to make it pretty easy to go and run it. People have asked about my nature club. It's very simple. I have a mom who's really passionate about it, and she just takes the kids out with all the moms come along, and she gave us a little setup of what we should have um, in just terms of really inexpensive, but just a little bit of watercolor paint and a journal, that kind of thing. And she uses John Muir Laws and his YouTube channel as a way to sort of inform some of the skills that we can learn. And so while the weather is temperate, we are going outside, but we do live in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's going to be very cold here. So in December and January, we're going to be doing some John Muir Laws activities inside with nature. And so that's really all there is to say about Nature Club. It's just led by a mom who's passionate. It's very informal. And the, the structure really comes from John Muir Laws. But here's the deal. All of these clubs are personality driven. I am doing what I like to do. I'm doing what I'm good at. And I have moms who are doing what they like to do and they are good at and people happen to care about it. And so all I'm trying to say about all this is nobody should be trying to copy what I'm doing. Do what, you're, do what you love. Do what you're good at. You might be a mom who is a great gardener. And maybe you want to do like a little seed collection or a seed depository in your library. Um, and you want to do some kind of master class in gardening. Do that. 
Maybe you love story time and you love to do arts and crafts with little people with story time. Do that. Whatever it is that you love to do, do that because nobody's going to come and love it if you don't love it. And then it becomes a chore for you. So I'm Mm -hmm. just being me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, you're giving all of us librarians lots of ideas of things that we might not have thought of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Well, and that's great. All of us are able to share with each other. That's the beautiful thing. All of us can learn from each other and steal from each other, like like all of your little projects, mm-hmm. Sherry. <laughs> yeah. I think the takeaway that I'm hearing, as always in our podcast, is that this is personality-driven, everything we're doing. And it is mission work, but, you know, Diane and I were talking about something else today, and she was saying, well, you know, you're this kind of personality, and I'm this kind of personality, and the reason why it works is because we're totally different, and we balance each other out, and God has called both types, and he's equipped both types, and that Mm -hmm. is really the secret sauce for any and all of these libraries, whatever form or shape they take. If you are called to this, he is equipping you and exactly who you are is exactly what is needed wherever you are. Sounds like a good final note. Yeah. <laughs> Sherry and Christy, thank you so much for being here this afternoon. This is always inspiring for me. Yay, me too. Sherry and Christy, thank you for all that you do to encourage us and nurture us. Thanks for letting us call ourselves librarians next to you and coming along on the ride with us (laughs) or dragging us along on your ride. I don't know which it is. (laughs) Who's dragging whom? (laughs) We thank God for you. And we are so grateful for all those of you who are listening in. We hope that this time has been a time of encouragement and some entertainment and maybe some edification for you. It certainly has been a time of blessing for us. So thanks for listening, and um, feel free to find us on the Card Catalog Facebook page, on the Plumfield Moms Facebook page, on Instagram, and in the BiblioGuides online community, which is a mighty network. To all the librarians out there, thank you for all that you are doing to invest in the young people of our community and our world. And to all those of you who are thinking about becoming librarians, we're praying for you and we're rooting for you. Come find us. Have a chat with us. We'd love to connect. So friends, thanks for listening. And until next time. 